So, entering the property. All clean and clear. Alarm's not on, which is great. A nice empty house. All looking good. Bag down, heavy bag down. Time to go and explore. Everything is very echoey, as you can probably hear, with zero furniture in it. But everything looks spick and span. Often when people leave, they, have a, they do a full clean, um, which is great. It means it's, we start with a clean slate. Let's just check everything else. Everything looks normal, all good. Excellent stuff. And the fun begins. The first thing I do when entering um, a property, first thing, apart from have a look around and to make sure everything is in order, which I know sounds daft, but um, I like to go around so I can see exactly what was left and what wasn't left. Just check that there's no broken windows, um, see if there are any keys that have been left, in which case they have, the alarm keys, all those sorts of things. Um, and then I set up what I can only call base camp. And base camp is where I sort of head to every time I visit, each day, where my papers are, where all my things are, um, anything from cleaning products that I sometimes use and need as I'm going along, um, to notes and all that type of thing really. Um, tools that I leave here, my own sort of set of tools that I bring with me, uh, being the workman that I am. Um, so I've basically put my base camp down here in the kitchen because it's got a nice big worktop for me to work on. So uh, this will be where I will put everything. The builders will have their own. They will set up their own base camp where their uh, kettle is with all their tea and everything else. Uh, builders tend to make themselves at home, which I don't mind, as long as they're neat and tidy. Uh, but you have to keep an eye on them. Um, but I'm sure these ones are going to be wonderful, as they normally are. So I'm now going to go around and just explore the rest of the upper levels of the house. So my little anchor buddies, that's the morning's work done at the clients. I think it's time for some lunch. Meeting went well, contracts signed. I have just completed my electrical survey. So this basically is me walking around the house making a note of every single plug socket, telephone socket, data socket, light switch, etc, etc. Spurs for all the different kitchen appliances. Uh, a spur is one of those little uh, rocker switches that you see that turn on and off and they're uh, the simplest way of turning off your kitchen appliances one by one. So you'll see those in most kitchens. So all of those need to be accounted for and then we can either add on or take off as we go along. And we've got to get the hardware for them next. So the client I think is going for a, a stainless steel finish. Could have gone for a polished brass, but I think not. So I think it's time to grab some lunch, as I say. So I'm heading into the city, the financial city, the financial part of the city. So I'm going to walk for another 10 minutes or so to the tube and then it's off to Monument. So lunch was done, all very nice. 
and now it's back home for more paperwork. How exciting. It was a pretty grey start, but the sun has come out, so there's still quite a few clouds in the sky, but it's very bright and uh, quite busy here in the city of London, as you can probably hear. This is Bond, Belinda Bond. On a mission. Saving one property at a time. The lovely Abby asked a question about college versus no college and do some professions do better um, with a college degree or some without? Do some professions not even need a, a college degree? Um, and she got a whole raft of answers on her station um, and I decided I would contribute. Hi Abby, on your college versus no college thing, like you, I, be I agree that uh, doctors, lawyers, etc., um, those sort of people should go to college or university as we call it over here in the UK. If you're an art student, um, I think it's very much subjective and being subjective, people seem to um, appreciate and accept more that you don't actually ha you know, either have a college degree or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think about this in a historic sense. What about those people, the sculptors, the artists, those that didn't actually go to any particular school? They just had perhaps a God-given talent or they um, just wanted to try it and made the effort and they learned their skill and honed their skill out in the big wide world through experience. I would value that far more um, than I would a college degree. I think it teaches you only what the lecturer sometimes wants to teach you. I say go out there, learn it for yourself, so I'm a no-college girl. Exactly, Abby, and I think this is it, isn't it? It's There are so many professions out there that you do need a college degree, and I totally get that, and some people feel happier getting that because it gives them confidence, um, and gives them the abilities to go out and perhaps get work. But I think sometimes you just need to step back and, and try and work out, well, why are you going to get a college degree? Because you feel you need it? Or if you if I told you um, completely and utterly that you didn't need it and you would still do as well, still earn the same amount of money, still get the same types of clients, etc., etc., would you bother? Or is it something that people just do? And we have this debate going on. It's been going on for quite some time now, certainly over here in the UK. And it's very much about um, do people, do young, do young people coming out of school, do they need to go to college and university or are they better just entering the workforce and picking up um, they, their own sort of experiences from there? Um, and it's a really interesting subject and as far as I'm concerned I think, it's, I think it's horses for courses. I think sometimes it's better for people to go out and 
um, you know, educate themselves in that type of environment all the way going along. They do exams, they fit the academic world, and that works for them. Others, um, I suppose, almost the true entrepreneurs that I'm sure we've all heard about before, um, those are the ones that go out. Um, you know, they've, they're practically running sort of mini businesses at the age of three or something from their nursery, and they go out and into the big wide world and, and they hone their skills out of the big wide world and do just as well and sometimes better. I think it's horses for courses, um, but I think so much of the design world now, certainly with technology, the ability to do it all yourself and not be taught it in a classroom. I think this is um, possibly the way of the future and maybe that's what it is. What's it called these days? Disruption. Disruption in the education establishments. Uh, be interesting to see where it all goes in the future. Will people just go off on their own and do their own thing or will they um, stick to the tried and tested route of academia? Hey Belinda, thanks so much for the detailed response on that. I was, wasn't sure what I would expect but I figured I'd probably have lots of nice little details and extra little things in your response there. Anyways, thank you so much for all that. Um, yeah, that's really cool. I'm glad to hear that things like worked out even like better than you thought it would. And yeah, I just have to say from like a book lover's point, I can definitely see why people would want the physical hardcover over a digital version and why like those sales seem to spike a lot more. Um, mostly because especially with art and design, um, people kind of want the book in its most authentic form. They want to be able to just pick it up and reference it easily, um, more physically and flip through pages. I don't know. It just seems like a creative thing. We like books. I, I don't really know. Um, yeah, I just, yeah, I think that's really cool. And I'm just going to send another one. Okay. But part two to that, um, yes, to answer your question, I am, well, I'm a writer personally. Like that's what I kind of um, describe myself as more than anything else, and I'm trying to um, get a book started on the go. I'm really having trouble figuring out what to write. I have a bunch of different fiction ideas, and starting is always the hardest part because I want to get it right, um, but planning just seems so uh, scary and intimidating. That's what I'm going for here. And yeah, how did you, I guess, deal with all that, the intimidation factor of everything, and like saying, wow, this seems like a really big project to pursue, especially if you weren't planning on, you know, uh, making a lot of money off of it. How did you place the value in hiring someone to help with the layout and hiring people to, or to get pictures or hiring or just paying money for extra things? Hey Austin, um, yes, like you, now it obviously seems so very obvious the fact that if you're going to create a book um, about colour, then someone's going to want it in hard copy so they can sort of, I don't know, move from room to room with it, um, which perhaps might be a little bit um, hard if you've got um, if you've got a digital product. So I didn't really see that coming, but I suppose in some ways just, again, um, it's the first book, so it's, it's different. As far as actually... Um, not being intimidated by it. Do you know, I think the biggest thing which I had was, was curious, I, you know, curiosity. I really wanted to find out what the process was like. You know, how easy was it to write it? And I think perhaps I went into it, then realized quite what a big um, undertaking it would be, and then just worked my way through it. I didn't really put a time limit on it. I think I tried to at one point. I thought, right, I'm going to do this by the end of October. And it was sort of dream on because clients came in 
you have to be on site, you're running around organising stuff, phone calls and everything else. So I ended up doing sort of, you know, maybe two hours work a night uh, from my sofa, you know, sort of watching TV. That's why I sort of got it. It wasn't intimidating, it was just hard work. And I know that everyone bangs on about hard work and all that kind of stuff and, um, to, you know, in order to do it, to get anything done. But it is true, you're going to have to do it somewhere down the line. I, I knew that I would have to sort of, um, I thought I'd have to pay for some photographs. And in the end, very few of those I had to pay for. Um, I was writing it. The only real thing which I really had to do was actually get someone to format it. So that was the really, I think, the biggest thing. And that wasn't that much. I mean, I think it turned out to be like a couple of hundred dollars. I think it was it was something like that. I don't think it was even that. It might have even been 150. Um, but so it wasn't it wasn't a lot. And it probably would have gone up if I had more pages, for example. But I would say um, it's got to be, if you're going to write a book, it's got to be something that you... Um, a know about but b you're interested in because you might just forget all about it later um, or not finish it for a you know, variety of different reasons I would also say I didn't advertise it um, early on that I was going to write it to all my friends and family I just didn't say it I mean my family are, are very supportive as perhaps families mostly are but uh, my friends I thought kind of didn't kind of understand it or there'd be too many questions and I didn't want the pressure being put on myself so I would actually say if you're going to do a book something like that then I would um, choose a subject that you um, know and like and just really just um, and keep it small and you'll find it would it will grow anyway without you having to do anything at all um, and you just have to work through it it doesn't once it's done it's done take your time there's no rush um, and just work through it and make it the best you can make it. But it, it doesn't have to be perfect. Mine isn't. Um, yeah, it's not going to be perfect. And the next one won't be perfect either. Uh, but good luck. Um, I want to know what your book is. Let us all know. Uh, we'd be interested to um, hear about it, Austin, and, um, and read it afterwards. Thanks. Bye. Blint, I really love that uh, interview or the questions you did with uh, Austin about your book. I work in a creative multimedia curriculum and... We have animators and we have creative multimedia students who have books in them the moment they show up. The curriculum I'm on for the, for the um, next semester, autumn semester, courses, well, inspires media writing journals. About 10 topics that we guide the students in development. And your book interview is, is perfect as a guidebook for them to think of what might be, might be beyond. So here's my question. Do you, could I reimagine your interview? I just lift it and I inject questions that you're answering already. It just, um, I'd like to know, can I reimagine your interview? Use your answers in another interview that I have as though we were interviewing each other. Hey, Bernie, of course you can. Absolutely. No, go, go right ahead. I'm absolutely happy to help. Let me know if you need anything else. Sometimes you forget, or rather I forget, um, of exactly, shall we say, what I went through in writing the book. Because in some ways the, the writing the actual book came relatively easy for some inexplicable reason. But it was the other stuff that you have to sort of get your head around. Um, I've never written a book before. Um, I had no knowledge. I asked no advice. Um, I literally just started and then just sort of pieced things together, a bit like a jigsaw puzzle. It's a complete mix. And then I just sort of added things and thought that should go here. And I was moving stuff around myself, what order I wanted things in, what I need to cover, what things I needed to leave out. That was crucial um, because it was just very difficult to... Um, to actually put everything in. You couldn't. And I didn't want it to be an academic book about 
you know, the, the different colours and how they all came to being and what were Georgian colours and what were Victorian colours, which I could do uh, for, a, you know, for a future volume, perhaps, but that wasn't what I was trying to do. It was really about choosing, but the actual process of it was quite... Um, was was quite intense in some ways, but it was hugely enjoyable because it was your own, or it was my own project. You didn't have anybody else telling you how to do what they wanted to do and, and everything else. It was completely up to you of how you wanted it to proceed. Um, I would imagine w with your sort of students, um, they could be guided and so they could actually produce something um, really quite brilliant um, with, you know, with you sort of like guiding them through. But if, certainly if there's anything that you need to, so, you know, lift from um, those interviews, those, those answers or this or anything else, or if you need any specific um, answers um, to any specific questions, then do let me know and I'm happy to do those either on here or somewhere else. Uh, whether it's Skype or written or however you want to do it, just uh, just let me know. Catch me on Twitter. I think we're already following each other on Twitter, so um, I will catch you later. But uh, yeah, fire away and uh, and get uh, get creative. Thanks, Bernie. Bye.